Tony does not like getting stabbed, apparently. No, I hate actual <laughs> shots. And people be like, but you got a tattoo. Shut the fuck up. Don't. They feel different. Like, you, if you don't have a tattoo and you've only gotten shots, you're unqualified to speak on this conversation. Well, I've known people who get... I know people who like one more than the other or some people who could get shots who weren't able to get tattoos. One is like a repeated, repeatedly getting poked over and over and over again. And the other one is getting stabbed deep within your muscle. Yeah. But what I'm saying is if you've only felt a deep stabbing in your muscle and you look at somebody with tattoos, like, oh, you got all those tattoos. You should be fine with this. Sir, you've only had experience with one of the pains. You don't know with how this is different. Didn't you say you were scared of needles? I'm not afraid of needles. I just don't like being stabbed deep in my muscle. That I can feel it. Like oh, no. I'm very I'm, like as a person who got it, you go feel that shit. Like that shot is gonna be there, especially now that we're working out. That is actually probably gonna fuck with your bitch. I'm very like tactile and feeling based. Like I feel everything. Like I'll feel the most minute grain inside of my bed and will be unable to sleep until I get it out of there. What is this random piece I'm of like, rice? What is, what is this small fucking sand grain that is touching me? Oh, I found you. Get out of my bed. How dare you? Damn, you don't be eating in the bed. No, it's, I can't. I if I actually feel think Tony crumb, takes food into his room. No, I don't. I, I, I do. go up there to Shit sleep. And then when I wake up, I leave. You got a child. You got a whole nother level. <clears throat> no, of I can't like, eat because if I feel anything touching me, I'm going to have to then like shake the bed and get that shit off because I can't sleep because it's bothering me. So when I feel it, I feel the entire needle go penetrate the skin and then going into my muscle. And then I've had like a penicillin shot since I was in the military before. They do that into your ass. It's like peanut butter being shot into your body because you have to literally massage the area that they shot you at to help it spread because if you don't, It'll coagulate and get hard right there, and they'll have to cut it out and give you another fucking shot. So, yep. no, no, no. I've had some interesting experiences I've never had a penicillin with shot. It's just something that they give you when you go into the military to kind of like get rid of everything. They're just like, well, it's literally like a shot line. You walk down, you have this paperwork, you give them the paperwork, they just start giving you shots in each arm, and then the last <laughs> one is the pill and shilling shot in the ass. No, it's terrible. Now, it's now the worst experience over. I've ever had in my life. Like, I've been tear gassed before, and this was, I've been tased, tear gassed, and this was the worst experience I've had in my life. I walk down this line of needles. What? Well, so there's not just one. No, no, no. We're just going to keep just jabbing you in different arms in different spots, and you'll all be right. all right. All right, okay. I would have them a lot more questions. Well, you can't even question at that point because they owe you. Exactly. This is the reason why. So, like I said, it was the most terrible because I there was no recourse to that. The other two things I opted into. Hey, do you want to go get tased? Sure. Tear gas, you didn't have an option, but it was pretty easy. Say your social, your rank, your name. Don't breathe in. You can get out. Other than that, it's just... A also, lot of, air yourself out afterwards. Yeah, pretty How do much. you feel to be tased? <laughs> it's the longest, shortest amount of time in your life. Like, you ever had... <laughs> I, I, I know ever. exactly what you mean. Do you ever feel like time is slowed down for you? Mm-hmm. So time slows down infinitely. Like, I had the rational <laughs> thought of... Because I decided a, to do a daisy chain tase, which is where there's three people, arms locked together... And a taste prong is attached to the two people on the end. Ooh. And you in the middle, 
get tears because the current is going through yep. you. So you also feel it. That can burn skin on skin to contact. So we didn't do that. We had like our um, uniforms and blocking yep. us. But I had enough time to rationally think, if I let go of these bitches, I won't be getting tased anymore. <laughs> but by the time I thought it, it was over. Oh. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, but it, I had the full it thought It wasn't of it. really an option. By, by the time you thought it, it wasn't actually an option to let go. Yeah. So that means you in here, but it's over. But it's just like, man, that was fast. But yeah. also, I had a whole like conversation inside my head. Yeah, I had a whole point. conversation in my head. But also, this was instant. I don't... That was a very mm-hmm. weird experience with time. And I was like, all right, so time is very, like, subjective to how you perceive it. Cool. <laughs> and that's also funny because I <laughs> yeah. I know multiple people who have Not gotten tased. And almost every single person who... Have you ever ran into those people who would just time. be like, no, if, that tased, if they tased me, I would just keep going. Yeah, no, life don't work like that, dog. <laughs> Man, getting tased is it? Is it's it's like it locks it, your muscles it, up. It, oh, my God. <laughs> and if they want to keep going, they could just keep going. Like, so it was just it like it didn't hurt so much. Like I didn't really like register the pain. I and I don't even know if I had control because, like I said, by the time that I had the rational thought to let go of these women, so I would stop feeling it, it was over. <laughs> so I don't know if I had the like ability to do to follow through on said function. But I know I thought you about know, it. Like, it's like no, Tony. It's like Rogers. You were tased for like ten seconds. Was I? I just lost 10 seconds of my life. I don't, I don't know how long this was. That was an interesting time. That made me give a whole, like, fire safety, like, speech to the class because the person that was supposed to do it flaked out. But I was a firefighter. They're like, oh, you're a firefighter. Well, yeah. Well, you just give this speech then. Nigga, what? I'm not prepared for this. I just got what here. Fire I'm safety. Brad, I'm literally brand new, but sure. Don't sit, sit on fire, Here's some things asses. that y'all should do. Y'all should know. New. Mm. That was terrible. But yeah, no, being tased is a terrible experience. Don't gas your car. Don't don't put start to gas up your car and then get But back I would in. take being tased over Taking walking down not one shot, but walking down a line of shots where both arms are like, hey, you're gonna get six shots today. What? Yeah, six of them. Hmm. That's a lot of shots. I would have had day. a lot more questions. It's just like it, it, well, you can't really ask to it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. did you guys test no, these? No, cons- then you get cons- yelled at. Because there's no question. When you start to ask questions, you first you didn't started with sir to like acknowledge and address them so the fact that you just spoke out of turn and you're speaking you're getting you're just getting yelled at now it's not time for talking now it's just time for being yelled at and if you keep talking go do push-ups and then roll over which is flutter kicks and then they'll be up which is do burpees and then it'll be like on your face which is push-ups again and then they'll be roll over and then you'll do flutter kicks and they'll just keep doing that until you get the point of hey just don't speak can I do this long enough to the point where I don't have to take these shots? No, they'll forget about you. I've lit- They've literally, while I was in the dorm, they told our dorm chief, the person that's kind of like supposed to store us or whatever, yep. they just appoint somebody. Um, they said, on your face, had this nigga doing push-ups. He got on his face, was doing push-ups kind of behind his um, bunk. So you couldn't really see him unless you were looking. Nigga went into his office and just forgot he was doing pushes for like 15, 20 minutes. We went to go tell him, hey, excuse me, sir. You remember you got dorm chief um, pushing up? Yeah, I remember. I know. Seconds later. Get off your face, dorm chief. 
Nigga, you forgot about you left this nigga. You forgot this nigga. <laughs> you, you forgot that yeah, you forgot this nigga. And, and then he comes back like, and is just like, you're overweight. But Dormji was the type of nigga that was like why. super committed and wouldn't stop doing them, even though he knew that dude forgot about him. He was just still on his face doing them. And I'm like, all right, well, this is and that's when this Tony figured out that this in. is not, this might not be for me. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> he forgot a nigga on his whole face. It was just like, I didn't forget about him. All right, so we're gonna lie about this situation. <laughs> That's cool. That's it's cool. It's cool. I mean, if you're in the military, again, you're mushrooms. Yeah, so asking questions about why you're getting six shots and the like, the testing just... of them and like how they work together and the fact that you're putting all these chemicals in me at one time and. All the concerns I may have. No, no, no. It's not time for that. <laughs> it's like y'all didn't tell me about this before basic. No, no for what? Why would they? They don't. Because oh, a lot of hey, that hey. sounds like that would be a thing that I right. would want to know. And no, no. There's a lot of stuff they don't tell you before basic. If we just gonna say that, like, oh. they tell you a lot of stuff that sounds like it's gonna happen. But that's this could happen if this and this happens in this situation. In the most positive way that we can spin it. Oh, they always sell you on the best job that you can get. Not even that. Like, I didn't even get sold on the best job. Like, my recruiter got, I got sold on like my recruiter's failure. My recruiter was like, I wanted to be a firefighter and I kept applying. I could just never get the job. And so then I was like, well, I can do that. And so that's why I became a firefighter because the niggas around me were like, "I this is a cool job. It's one of the best jobs in the Air Force and I wanted to do it and I couldn't do it. And I was like, well, I mean, I don't know what's wrong with you, but I, I can get that. I'm great. Yeah. And then I realized I was wrong. But so, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> the end of the story does end with Tony realizing he was wrong. I don't want this. Being tased and going down a shot line and having to rub his ass to make sure the peanut butter did. I'm going to massage my fucking right. ass. I'm right. not going to have lumpy ass. Oh, no, 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 bro. I have to, bro. The <laughs> fact that you have to massage yourself to, like, make sure it doesn't stick there is so crazy. It's like, we got we want to make sure y'all don't got the clap. Speaking of the clap, let's talk about family traditions. <laughs> that's, yeah, that, we could go there. <laughs> what? Actually, like, you you know, got a family tradition to get in the clap? Wait, 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 oh, wait, 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 that's rude. Like, yeah, look at uh, you talk, you that's rude. Call it a family tradition. I use his words. That's rude. <laughs> yeah, he just threw the clap on you just for no reason. <laughs> I don't the be you. You're the person who out here bringing up family traditions and the clap. Those are two sentences I never want to hear the same sentence ever again. The the reason we're talking about family traditions is Charles brought up that, well, he had a bottle opener. I asked where he got it. He said it was a part of his, what is it called? I got it. It was like a groomsman's bullshit. He... All right, and now I, 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 I was at my me, best friend's I, wedding. I, I got it. I got it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take you back the story. I got it. No, so no, he no. got a fucking seconds. groomsman gift from <laughs> someone that he loves, cherishes, and values as a person, and as someone that has been instrumental in like being there for some crazy moments of his life. Yeah, we've known each other for seventeen. Oh no. 18 years now. Exactly. And that's the person that he felt like his time needed to be validated by a gift. And so when he brought Honestly, up to I me actually didn't expect it when these, I got it. Uh, groomsmen gifts, 
I was just so appalled. And you motherfuckers are out here just expecting gifts? No, <laughs> honestly, shame I didn't on you. <laughs> I'm not saying you, Charles. I'm talking about just you because we're talking about general tradition. And the fact that this is just a part of gen- All right, so let's explain. Tony knows very, very little about marriage in the sense of, like, getting married. I know, like, how a marriage works and, like, how to be a partner, but the act of, like, Get the, the prop, wedding the shit. The bonding thing. That shit is, like, uh, why are there so many just errant parties that y'all are having? Because <laughs> right. there is a engagement, the engagement party. party. There's, 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 there's a bridal a, shower. The bachelor party. Bachelor party. The bachelorette the party. Oh, dinner. that's the reason why you dinner, were so goddamn amazed about, like, because Tony, I was in this process. Tony's legitimately surprised. Is just like, where, Charles, where are you? We got the podcast to do. Like, oh, today's like the rehearsal thing and a rehearsal dinner. It's just like, yeah, the rehearsal. You gotta dinner. practice this. Why <laughs> <Are> you practicing, <laughs> Like he was the legitimately frustrated with me. Just like, I've been in was when I was a ring bearer for my auntie. I was like five. You know? So I have no, and then I ran, and let me let you know, I ran down the middle of the aisle. <laughs> Not walked, ran. I literally ran. This Everybody entire was like, you ran down the middle of the aisle. That's the story that they tell about her wedding. <laughs> this nigga was the ring bearer and ran with the rings down the middle of the aisle because, hey, this was a runway. Fuck it, I'm running. Yeah. <laughs> and I ran because you, they should have called it a walkway. Fuck it, I'm running. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like, all right. So, me oh. having a real like concept of what you're actually supposed to be doing. And then the other wedding that my auntie had. Because she wanted to renew her vows was outside, and then it was ghetto because she just wanted to renew her vows, and like it was that was just like a mess. It was just she just it was just a mess. <laughs> Typically, vowing was supposed to be pretty it, small. It was just a mess. Or big if you never actually had the big wedding. I don't even know what it was. It was just a mess. It was an outside mess. <laughs> and they said that was the cookout where she yeah. said some things. Yeah, man, it was like a mess. Like we went to, a, I don't even know if it was like a venue or a park or where we were. It was outside. Yo, it was a cookout where it she was, said some It was things. just a whole lot of stuff. It didn't feel like a wedding, but she had a dress on. And I, I don't remember if it was long or short. I just know that it was very inconvenient. And Tony didn't want to be there. on the grill, wasn't they? No one wanted to be there. Everybody was very upset with her because, like, my auntie is the type of person that got, like, a tennis bracelet for Christmas and cried because she didn't get a diamond ring instead of the tennis bracelet. Damn. Yeah. So. The That's illiter- who I was dealing with when they wanted to renew their vows. So it had to be super extra. Super extra and also for <laughs> no reason. I think it was like two years after they got married. I don't understand what's happening. Why are you? Oh, damn. That quickly? Sir, it wasn't that far off. Maybe five. I don't know how long it was. It's if like I'm we, already put, we already reached a point in this marriage. When they got married. Maybe so I was seven or eight. When they did that. Maybe I was 10. Maybe uh, maybe it was five years. Maybe it was their five-year anniversary. I don't remember. I just know that no one thought that it was necessary because I remember being around for those conversations as my well. My mother is talking <laughs> about <laughs> my family being like, we don't understand what she's doing and why my, she were doing like this. My parents are just now talking dang. about renewing their vows, and they've been married for like 25 years. Like Ooh. I said, bruh, I was around all the adults because I was the only child that were like, we don't understand what's going on, but this like, is what she wants all, to do, and this is what she's like very up uh, and like pressed about, and wanted like some, like, it, it, but that's who she is and who she has always been. So no, it was. So I don't really understand the traditions outside of seeing her do crazy things. So outside of, and then I recognize that hey, that's my auntie 
crazy. So that's probably not normal. So then I didn't judge everybody else based off of her. I was like, I kind of kind of got a discount on her. But I also then that was like, well, I don't know what goes on then. Oh, that makes a lot more sense because I just assumed that you knew when I said like, yo, I'm in this wedding. Nigga. I'm the best man. What that yeah, actually entails. F- yeah, no, I didn't give a fuck <laughs> You were just kind of like, Rrr. yeah, I don't care. Rrr. Cool. It doesn't, Do that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just like, dude, so what I, I got so a lot of. <laughs> what I know of the uh, best man responsibilities. Let me let you guys know what Tony knows just off rip. Best man got to ride the speech. Got to ting, ting, ting to clap. Give a speech, gotta be a little funny, a little emotional, bring it home. Um, <laughs> you gotta hand the nigga the actual real ring out of your little pocket while you stand next to him while you up there. I don't know what the ring bearer's purpose is <laughs> because I don't know what I had because they were really worried that Tony dropped rings, but luckily they were tied on to the pillow. Because they always are. Tony ran. They didn't know if they'd like come loose though because they were all over the place because <laughs> it's like why would you tie them down so loose to the yeah. point where they would come off in any situation what's the point of tying if they're just gonna come loose but but so outside of handing him the ring giving the speech and then planning the bachelor party that's it the end my entire well one I, have, I had to make sure everyone got their tuxedos I had to why? make sure because are you my like entire the story job, of everybody else it's my the entire best, job. the best man or groomsman? I'm the best man. Oh, I didn't know. I don't know what the so fuck best I had man to either. make. It's basically, I have to keep the other peons in the fucking line. So it's just so like. this is a job. Yes. Right. So it's a whole, like, this is basically, you pick the person that you trust. Nigga, what? <laughs> I feel like you still should have got nothing. <laughs> I think it's you should have got like, a Nintendo Switch, nigga. No, what the fuck is she talking no, no, about? No, no, no. You should still get nothing. No, Damn. Like, I didn't really. <laughs> no, I don't so. need anything from David, particularly. Like, I wasn't I, even going to call his name out. <laughs> David is like one of the most blandest names ever. Right. You can get like a bajillion. That's this, also very true. Like, I'll like, let you know his last name. I'm not going to say not. his last name. That's, yeah, that's pretty what I said, fucking like, mistake. Yeah, that was gonna be like, then you're like, Signaling this man out. Okay, so you had to, no. that's what you had to do. Yeah, I was keeping it. Ew. I was doing that. I was making sure everybody got their tuxedos, sitting no. on group text, planning the bachelor not... party, get making sure I'm there on time, making helping them short shit out, help helping them helping them uh, bridesmaids carry flowers in, walking people Hell to their seats. Nah. The more you're uh, talking about a wedding, the more I just realized I'm probably just don't. Oh no, want but all of see, that's aspects. the that's the entire thing when you pe- like. As, because me. like the bride and the groom had to get get up to this point and like my entire job is to make sure that on the day of the execution all this stuff is all this stuff is cool and also to be the peacemaker and kind of in between so what nothing is, is there like a female equipment yes. yes made honor made honor okay like our entire job is to make sure it's just to make sure it doesn't get to them so that means the best person for that job though so you gotta pick someone that you trust because if you don't trust your best man. If I had known you was going to be spending all that time doing that, I'd have told you no. What the fuck? <laughs> I know it wouldn't work, but I would have said, I would have voiced my concerns at the very beginning. It's just like. I, I would have told you, this nigga no. And not even no in a way, no, you can't do it, but nigga. <laughs> I would have voiced concerns like, um, 
This is, so this this is actually going to like interfere with things that we're already doing, possibly. Like As, that would have gave me a better perspective of what was going on. Yeah, I did not know you did not have perspective, Sebi. I'm kind of sitting there like, why is Tony upset with me? I told you I was doing all this stuff. And he's just like, man, this, but you sitting up here with like no real perspective on what's going on. So no, I'm sitting up here thinking. Not at all. But see, oh, that's one of my... Uh, that's one of my biggest cruxes, period. Mm. I assume most people have the knowledge that I have. Mm-hmm. This nigga crazy. I don't <laughs> So it's just like an argument about why he can't remove himself from things. But maybe that's not a normal like modus it's operandi. What am I, it's not my modus operandi. Do you remove yourself from situations when you're looking at them? Like your perspective? Only because I come from the put yourself in their shoes perspective i try not to get caught up in how i feel and when i do start doing that it's like oh we have to step step back so like empathy is something i actually had to actively work work on i have a lot of sympathy i can when someone is coming from like a very similar perspective to me i can very easily understand it empathy is actually something i had to actively work on. i don't know if i have empathy so much as just more comprehend what's going on because i don't really feel any way about it i just think that your argument is flawed the way empathy, that you empathy is more of a skill is people it? i feel like empathy is the like ability you, to put yourself inside someone else's school susan see it from their perspective so it doesn't have anything to do with like feeling for them inside of that situation no. as long as particularly I don't have, right, it's well, the understanding yeah, i'm great at empathy as long as i don't have to care about you that's why I, I think in the but past I said you're very the empathetic, person, but you understand why they out there. Yeah, that's yeah. So it's just like <laughs> okay, cool. Empathy so as long is as more I don't about have to, um, you care. understand, like because it's not like you're running around looking down on people because so of their particular situations. It's a, like a little branch to compassion. You understand why the homeless person standing on the fucking corner, but you're not about to invest your life in this nigga. No, here's a dollar. Keep it moving. Or no, or no dollar for you. Or no dollar, whatever. But you understand why they out there, so you wouldn't look down on them per se would you okay as long as empathy isn't like always married with compassion then i think i can be empathetic because i can always understand where people are coming from i just don't great empathy for animals because empathy is normally i love animal animals are such fucking amazing creatures it's just like they're so sad typically when people say like you have some empathy is when someone's just like I don't understand why this homeless person is sleeping on this bitch. I need to sit down on this bench. Y'all ever be like just riding down the street without your music on, just thinking and be like thinking about dogs and like, damn, there's people out there that just abuse dogs and that's no. really fucked up. I do that a lot. Man, when I was looking up the archer, you had to be a better archer. I looked up kill shot something. So I don't know what in my brain didn't click that people were going to be hunting animals and then they start killing a deer. I'm like, I can't watch this because like they shot them and I'm just like, ah, this ain't my vibe. I tried to see if I could do it. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not trying to hunt animals with this skill. <laughs> I just don't want to see it. That's so fucked up. Like this nigga I'm chilling and you just. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> unless what? it's for food purposes. I can uh, understand. Yeah, my weird thing. For just going out there and you're like, babe, I'm going to hunt for five hours. Nigga, why? Leave that fucking deer alone. Babe. That I don't get, but I also understand. I wouldn't look down on them. Yeah, my like thing that. is just no, like. I look down on them. I shoot them in the face. Oh, really? No, babe, I'm going to go out yeah, here no, and take this less for fun and you don't eat shit. the meat yourself. If you give it away, but you yeah, don't like you eat mom the meat. Shit on the wall. I want to shoot you in the face. <laughs> for what? I want you to know that. It's just like you just. 
go out there and game hunt and be like, yeah, I just hunt big game. I'm not going to eat it. That's just so unharmonious. What'd you do? You see an elephant I put a bullet in? Look at this Did y'all hear that elephants are starting to be, um, to evolve, to be born without tusks? Really? Yep. Because they've been poached so much that their evolutionary structures, they're not having tusks. Yeah, because it's a thing that, like, they do with white rhinos and certain things. They actually go out to the wild, cut the things off, put them to sleep, cut them off, and they leave and be like, there's no reason. And then they won't shoot them because it's like, damn, the thing that I want isn't there. That's tough. I just don't understand why you just can't be in harmony with your environment. Like I said, for food purposes, I understand that people would kill them and do a whole ritual to like bless the meat that they killed and understand like, yo, you made a sacrifice to me so I could live. I at least owe you a fucking handshake like or something. Like the entire Native American thing. We're going yeah. to we're gonna set out and we're going to use every single piece of this animal because you have given Man, your you life for us to live. Life for me. Oh, and you just do that for nothing? Will you, will you, That's my boo. Charles showed us an episode of this. Well, not even an episode. Like a five second. Like a five, a five second clip, clip of this little uh, crazy, these anime. two crazy, crazy girls. And I found my wife, but we're not going to talk about that right now. We're going to get back to these traditions. I just know that I don't think that you should get a gift. I never thought that I should, per mm. se. I was happy about doing it. You have to understand, this is actually the first time I was a groomsman. I know it was like, because I was still surprised that he did it because I wasn't expecting anything, regardless. It's just like, ah, here's the thing. Cool. I got a flask that says best man on it. I got a bottle opener. I got four little shot glasses that are all stainless steel. This is great. Should have got you nothing. I should have gave you a hug and a high five. Ah, plenty of hugs. And a pat oh, on and the my back. speech was apparently kick ass. He should have gave you an attaboy. That that's that's what you get from your father. He's not my father. He should have gave you the friend version of an attaboy. That's let's go. Yeah, there you go. Let's go, man. You did it. Yeah. The fact that you got a gift is just so ridiculous. You know what? If you're a groomsman inside of my gr- party, I will not get you a groomsman gift. And I wouldn't expect one. I, I, you know, I didn't even know that was a thing. So the fact that <laughs> I wouldn't get something I wasn't expecting before is not going to change my life. It's going to be like, well, I didn't think this should exist. What do we all get? I got all. I got everybody season tickets to. The, well, me getting you season tickets to the Lakers would be absolutely pointless. Yeah, I don't want to do that. It's just like. What am I going to do with these, Charles? We live in Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like. How am I going to make this work? Like, you got me something I'm going to be mad about. I'm going to fight you, Charles. <laughs> you got, you, you you got, got me, me fucked up. Yeah. You, you, like, you want to tease me. I'm going to hit you in the mouth. Oh, the Lakers might be bad at that point. Three days from now. Because I don't want to hit you on your wedding. <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't matter. That, you typically give them, give them out during the groomsmen thing. So what's the groomsman thing? Well, what's, what the fuck? during the bachelor party. Uh, oh, okay. I was like, don't add more parties. <laughs> the groomsman. It's like, what do you mean the, the groomsman thing? The there's, a, there's more things so, than the groomsman. What is the bridal shower? Bridal shower, shower is when you is the little equivalent. The bachelorette to, party. No, no, no. That's different. That's why it has a different name. It's different. Uh, bridal what? shower. Bridal shower and bachelorette party are kind of interchangeable. I'm gonna Google. I feel like both of y'all are wrong. Well, you could consider the bridal shower as the engagement party as well. But I don't even know if I want them to be because, like, this terminology is not normally used because you have like technically you're not just the groom; you're called the bridegroom, and then there's the bride. Mm -hmm. So it's just like 
technically the the union for your thing would be called the bridal shower. I think I heard like an original like bride whatever because when they got married the bride could be stolen so the best man was there to protect whatever. A bridal shower is meant to prepare the bride to be for her future life as a married woman whereas a bachelorette party is meant for the bride to de-stress, celebrate, and enjoy her present pre-married life as compared to the wedding shower the which is a event for both the bride and the groom. So you niggas just create wedding shower. So the bridal part. So that means what they're saying is you niggas bridal shower is pretty much. After. That's what we're saying. No, no, no. no, no, no. Why? Because people like to throw parties. Clearly, I mean, I don't. I mean, know. the groups. The, there is no groomsmen. <laughs> the fact that we've baked all of this capitalism inside of this thing that's supposed Uh-oh, to be about literally- love. We made up holidays for capitalism. No, we made up holidays for religion and then capitalists stole. <laughs> no, we <laughs> made up Valentine's Day for we made a Valentine's Day for uh capitalism because the greeting card we made we make up a whole bunch of things. Father's Day, Mother's Day, uh siblings day. You don't get anything on those days, do you? Mm-mm. Well Mother's Day and Father's Day, but siblings. Son's Day. day. I don't think you're getting Daughter's that. Day. I don't think you're getting these are all day. things that people try to get to catch on. Sweetie's Day is something that people just made up. So that means that it can catch on. Do you realize Sweetie's Day is originally supposed to be for men, but it just never stuck? It's just like, oh, you got to give me something for Sweetie's Day, too. You're supposed to be giving stuff to me. No, it works that way. I've always gotten gifts on Sweetie's Day. Every other. Oh, my goodness. But I also didn't know Sweetie's Day was, or it's actually Sweetest Day. I didn't know Swedish Day was a thing until I moved out here because it's not in California. It's only in like four states that it's celebrated in this middling area of the country. It's like y'all, Pennsylvania. I don't remember the other two, but in I know some Pennsylvania. Place, it's another thing. It might be Detroit or not Detroit. Well, Michigan. Michigan, and Ohio. It might be Indiana. Either, I think Indiana and Pennsylvania. That would make sense, a four-state swing. Yeah, those four um, celebrate Sweetest Day, and I didn't even know that was a thing, so when I first heard about it, I thought they were liars. <laughs> it's Sweetest Day. Fuck are you talking this about? This is the first day of October. Leave me alone. It's like, you know you get a gift. It's okay. Bitch, what are you Why would talking? they be lying while they're giving you something? What kind of life did you live? <laughs> it's just like, did you expect it to spring over and punch you in the face or something? It's not even about the gift. <sighs> if you want to give me something, give me something. Cool. Why am I making them holidays? This because not a, so, I get, so I guess the way I looked at it is I live in a real place in the world. This is Ohio. Why y'all making up stuff? People make everything is made up. True, but y'all just y'all just just went overboard. Y'all say, you know what? We gotta have an extra Valentine's Day because we. I said, all right. Because because cool. the greedy card industry around here needed some more money. Actually, because it's a sec. There's a second greedy card industry out here. <laughs> it's um because there's the. Does Hallmark not exist everywhere? It's Hallmark American Greetings. American Greetings. That's the second one. Is that not somewhere no. else exists? No. Ooh. No, no, it doesn't. 
Hallmark stores are all over everywhere on the West Coast. I had no idea the about this. Is here. All right. That's another thing. Hallmark stores shouldn't <clears throat> fucking exist. That's fine. That <laughs> has like, nothing to do. I don't know do. why I got so angry at Hallmark stores, yeah, but we don't need, so a, we don't need a store for cars. That. Yo, and they still rocking after all these years. I don't oh, no. know. Most Hallmark stores that, up here. They used to sense. sell Beanie really? Babies. Beanie Babies? Yeah. That's what Hallmark used to do. Yeah, Remember when people actually cared about Beanie Babies and thought they were going to be worth a lot of money? They still worth a lot of money. What the fuck are you talking about? They still worth a lot of money. Yeah. They are. Yep. Yeah, we have a collection. My family has lots of Beanie Babies. Don't sleep on Beanie Babies. Yeah, we have lots of Beanie Babies. Like, of course, the reseller knows. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, motherfucker, I can flip some fucking Beanie Babies. babies. (laughs) If you you got Beanie Babies and you don't want them, you can get rid of them. I guess. Because we got a lot and like some good ones. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We all got the tags like in the little tag savers and shit like that. Yeah. Like my family was really a part of that craze. I'm not going to lie. They were fucking crackheads. I hope y'all get some fucking Furbies in y'all life. Man. Y'all deserve it. I love a Furby. Motherfucker, those things don't turn off. <laughs> I don't want it to. I'll murder that thing. Furby was so amazing. Jesus Christ. You like everything that most people. If it, if you know what? If you. If I didn't know you, I would think you were lying to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fucked up, but it's probably true. (laughs) It's just like, there's some things that you just say to me sometimes. It's just like... Get the fuck out of here. It's not even that. It's just like, you know what? No, like He's I had, a, lying, I had a brown Furby. It was he was hella dope. I was I always wanted a Furby. Like Furbies were so cool. I, I it's just, just like, and like it's we just all like had Furbies as kids. I don't know why. But like my family, like we fuck with Furbies. Like that was the shit. Like Furbies was our thing. Like, but I'm, I'm also maybe I was weird. But it's just like no, I, I want a tour that doesn't shut up. Not all my friends had Furbies. I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, the whole neighborhood thing, was rocking with Furbies. No, it was literally my household. Me and my two cousins had Furbies. Oh. Uh-huh. So I can't say that it was like a widespread, but it was something that, with the Furby chain. But I guess being an only <laughs> child, I was very comfortable in like liking something that maybe no one else. You had no. With. Well, no, it's not even that. You I had no actual metric. Yeah, just, I like this. this. Yeah, hey. I like this thing. The end. <laughs> no one else is. Hey, that's weird, bro. It's like, don't you think it's annoying and it won't shut the hell up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Nobody else here is I love talking. This. It's literally just me. I love Maybe this. Y'all got all this other voice pollution it's inside like, y'all house. His eyes is blinking everything and his mouth would move and I would put my finger in. It was a great thing. I love Furby. Furby was lit. <laughs> and I would take it apart. But I had so much fun just like with the Furby. I don't they they should bring back Furbies. Furbies no. remind me of gremlins, but that's like, what I for keep confusing in my brain, but I know Furbies are gremlins. Furbies are gremlins for kids. Mm. Oh. They, they probably thought I would like, probably oh. have to re uh, that would be the thing that could really get me to go out shooting. I would have to re I would have to equate all those fucking shirt Furbies with your fucking slug rounds and your shotgun. That's terrible. Why you don't like Furby? That's so bad. Furby is great. Yeah, I didn't know that I could elicit that much anger. Like I said, this nigga angry person. Not really. Oh, yes, he is. This nigga just talked about blowing up helpless toys. I'm not blowing up. I'm shooting you them. You shooting them? <laughs> just like. And those are slug rounds. They'll be very good. What did y'all like as like kids? I had toy trucks. I had remote control cars. I had my power engine toys. You fuck, like oh, did you fuck with the hot wheel tracks? No, I didn't get those. I'm not gonna I never even wanted them because one, I am not I've I saw what happened with my friends, and it's just like, no, no, no. You're not gonna get me with that trick bag. I'm not gonna get you something that you can beat me with. <laughs> That's like 
No. No, no, no. Well, I never experienced that, but I definitely <laughs> you have never had wheels. You never seen a friend of my friend Devontae got beat with his own Hot Wheels track, and I'm like, well, like I, I had slot cars. So I had two best friends. It was the one whose mother didn't want him to come over to my house after a while because he was starting to learn things. So she wasn't getting him all of the like toys. newest toys. He had like video games and stuff, but that's about it. And then like the middling of that. Then the other one, like, he was in a Hispanic household, and, like, he had a rough childhood. And so after that point, his mother was a lot more, like, hands-off and more conversational, which is interesting because he turned out to be an amazing man, like, stand-up dude. Like, he had, obviously, like, his wild face. He's the dude that was, like, the... uh, manager at the strip club oh but ended up like settling down has a wife kids stable job has a um successful magazine for lowriders and things out there like that's what he, his whole little motif and everything it's very good and but his but she was very hands-off so no i've never seen that in my friends and my mother didn't hit me with that she was like a ninja though because tony was a runner <laughs> All right, so you talk about she didn't date either. I was I was very cognizant of when I did something bad. Come here, just like your dog. You're in trouble. Hmm. I'm gonna run away, and you're gonna have to earn this because come to the ass whooping is ridiculous. <coughs> so come get me. <coughs> so she would oh, do in the bathroom. With the lights out and like to get to my room, I had to just like walk past in the hallway, past the bathroom. She would literally arm out the darkness, just yank me into the bathroom, and now it's time for a whooping. <laughs> well, you caught me, so I guess I'm in here now. Oh, fair game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. My mother was very like this. big because she would be like, "Don't go to sleep," and then that's what she would give me because like she knew Tony was like, "I go to sleep." I'm not coming for an ass whooping. Nigga, what? You want me to come and let you hit me? That's what you told me to do. Come here and I'm going to give you a whooping. So come here and let you hit me. Oh, I don't Heck, know. How about you catch me? <laughs> At some point, once I got large enough, it's just like, this doesn't actually ultimately just pay. You know, after I got large enough and it didn't bother me, then it stopped and there was different like consequences and things like that. But in the interim, Tony was logical enough to be like, you're going to have to catch me. I never came. I'm running. I'm not coming for you to hit me. <laughs> I don't like to be hit. No I don't have an issue. Like, I can take a punch like I've been hit full force in the face and like can go through it. But I don't, like, I haven't. I'm not going to seek it out. No, no. <laughs> to the point, no, I have an aversion to being hit to the point where they were like, oh, you'd be good at football. My reason for not playing anything offense or defense in football is because I don't want to get hit. When you throw something at me, I could probably catch it, but I'm going to move out the way. That That's how I existed for a large, like, now I'll catch things most of the time. But for a large period of time, I just moved. I don't like to be hit at no all. No one likes to be and hit. I hate, I absolutely loathe, loathe being hit. <laughs> that's understandable. So, you telling me to come here so you can hit me, catch me, earn this. You want to beat me. 
And not even a real beanie. You want to give me a whooping. I don't want that. So you got to catch it. You got to figure it out. Because I'm going to climb a tree. I'm going to be in this tree. <laughs> they call a firefighter. Get down. down, nigga. No. <laughs> Why would I? I just be in the tree up in front of my house. Because I'm going to climb this tree and you're not going to come up here. Just and like, if you yeah. do, I'm going to hop into the backyard and you're not going to hop out of the tree into the backyard. And I'm running. <laughs> you don't want this enough. And our backyard would, from like, picture this house, but fenced in where the backyard is here and then wraps around to the other side. I'm hopping on this tree and I'm running the entire way. And I'm going to hop that fence and I'm gone. The next thing you know, she puts a bear trap back there like, God! Hey, that's that's child abuse. You can't bear trap me. Oh no, you bear trapped yourself. No, you got to catch me. <laughs> and I no no you no. Yourself. I'm not a wild animal that you put in bear trap. It's you either that wild or animal to bear traps either. Or is either that or she's going to use one of those random. The fact ropes. that we created bear traps. You fucking humans are disgusting people. <laughs> you gonna get one I of those like rabbit You know what we could have chose? After just saying that we didn't have to choose none of this, and Dio Hughley tweeted that we chose credit. We did going to school and working forty hours a week instead of floating around, wandering and eating berries and fruits off of trees Butt and shit ass like naked. that. Mm. Well, Why did we choose this as the means it. of life? Credit is a recent construction as of the nineteen eighties. But Credit we chose it. I mean, we allowed it. Yeah, we allowed all this. That's crazy. Why? Why did we just choose to just be humans and exist? I mean. We, that's what we were doing before we got visited upon by the uh, by the Europeans. I'm telling you we were. That's what we were doing. We were farming yams. That industrial revolution really fucked niggas up. Picking. I picking think it berries. was Kanye that was said that we still in the dark ages, did he? Yeah. I actually agree with that one. I'm like, yeah. actually, kind of makes sense. We can move to Kanye. I think he was more so speaking now, in terms I move of to actual Kanye, alignment, alignment. Real quick, somebody asked the question since what? we're talking about marriage. Did you choose to have a guaranteed successful marriage or a guaranteed successful career? Career. I shouldn't answer that quick. Bitch is going to hate me. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. This nigga didn't even think about us. Well, I mean, honestly, if someone were to, if if someone were to walk up and ask me, ask me about you, it's just like, man, well, I would say, A, if they probably really did walk up and ask, I should say you should go and ask him because I'm typically not going to say too much of anything. But if I had to be honest, it's just like, is this dude really going to pick this business over me? Yes. What's your answer, nigga? Nine did you and answer? a half out of ten times. <laughs> no, he didn't answer. Good I answer. haven't answered yet because I... You it's don't just know? Like, Because both of them require a lot of work. But it's guaranteed on either side. Guaranteed, yeah. successful. You got a happy marriage. So as long bitch as... Bitch love you. You love her. Nothing gonna happen. Things could get better. I love her more and more each year. Is it as long as I put in the work? Or is it like... Guaranteed. Listen to me. No caveats. No nothing. It's gonna be successful. But... Till death do you part. So that means like it's, it's just, just easy. It's, no matter what's going on, the other partner is always understanding in the relationship. You and know then this. In business, no matter what, no matter what you're doing, it's it's feeling like a win. It's always turning out to be a success. I'd probably pick my career. Mm. 
I can work on a relationship. Me too. That's how. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, I don't think that I'm such Why a terrible is- person that I couldn't maintain a successful relationship. But you said it yourself. You don't know no bitch out here that's going to really rock with you like the way you're kind of right. with you. No one's going to so go how could you through specific things that he is said. It's just well, like, I'm but you can work out. an example, but you don't get that guarantee. That wouldn't be a perfect... I would actually have to say words to Tony if I'm sitting here like... <laughs> what? what? Y'all would you? choose a career over having the person that's for you, that you know rocking with you, that you ain't got to sit through millions of bitches or thousands of them, or hundreds of them. All right. Y'all would choose that over a guarantee. Like, you know how hard it is to find a person that's for you? A successful career. I showed you how to make a successful career. That's guaranteed if you put the work in. No, it's not guaranteed. That's the, pr- that's the funny a thing. a bitch or a man that's going to rock with you to the end. What? Y'all really let me down on this one. Oh, we can go to the next one. Oh. No, 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 so no. you're choosing clearly a successful relationship. What? I've had plenty. You can have a plenty of successful career. That is guaranteed really all Success is relative. What do you consider to be success? It don't... For me, whatever, for right whatever now... Whatever your It doesn't even matter. Just successful. You the greatest. You created the software that put this nigga's book on the map. I don't care. It's whatever like, it no is. no matter what I'm doing, it's always just straight fucking fire. Mm-hmm. And, but with a relationship, I don't think there is a relationship in the entire world that can exist without you putting effort it's just like I'm not saying that there's I'm no saying, conflict that's what I'm saying you overcome the conflict there's no conflict too big like damn we can get through conflicts pretty well it's successful on all fucking fronts no matter what you go through you come out success no matter it's which hard like, work you put there at that point there's no fight that ever lasts more than one night we're always able to work everything out it don't matter if you need to last two of the nights it's just our marriage is successful I'm proud of it no matter whatever it's just it work it's a great relationship you can honestly say it from the heart don't matter all the caveats. Your I, career? I think damn. our relationship is working as long as we're both putting 100% into our relationship. But you're not guaranteed. You're just still chasing the bitch, the fucking... I'm not chasing that. I've been chasing this career my entire life. Mm-hmm. And what happened when you get to a successful career? Uh, get the basket, that shit. Then I'll be in it and be living doing that. It. Like doing shit and loving what I'm doing. Okay. Like I haven't chased. I haven't been interested. In like I don't know. It's maybe <clears throat> it's just my perspective on relationships, but it's just like I'm just. I don't think it exists inside of. Like no. I don't believe one fundamentally can exist, and I don't think the relationship that's always just perfect is ever going to be a thing. Maybe that's like the pessimist. I perfect. Well, and I'm not. He's trying to make this too literal. And like, do you say that? Oh, well, your hypothetical in this situation isn't realistic, but in this other one, it is. No, that's not my issue. Well, you are, because one, you're saying, well, I'm willing to engage the hypothetical and saying all my things go right in business, but not in the way of relationship. They both can go all right, but that's not why I don't choose a relationship. Not once have I. That's not true. Once have I chosen a relationship as like my primary driver. And that's probably the one time I felt like I wasn't being true to myself. I just don't. And at all moments when I'm focused on, like, a real tangible goal and, like, my career, 
it feels like that's the thing that I should be pursuing. So I can't see a world where I could uh, pursue and attain that and live in that and choose something that to me has always been secondary. Like I'm not going to have something that I view as tertiary. Not even that. I don't think that a woman would be able to fully believe in me if I'm consistently in this pursuit of that because there's going to be certain sacrifices that I'm going to be willing to make that might not be the best for our family or for the good of like a relationship in the pursuit of what I believe is my ultimate goal and success. So I don't think that if I had to pick like, oh yeah, this is going to be cool. And maybe she's cool with me trying to sacrifice everything. But hey, that sacrifice might be you in this relationship. It might be perfect. But at the end of the day, if I see the perfect uh, career, and it means getting rid of you, the perfect relationship, I'm probably going to choose that. Yeah. Because I guess I don't think that there's any one person that's perfect for me. I think that that's a amalgam of work and dedication. And so, sure, this one came easy and another one might come harder. But it doesn't mean that it's less perfect for me or less successful for me in a different way, I guess, is how I look at a relationship. Whereas there's a very, like, limited scope of how I would, like, define, like, what I wanted, like, a successful career to look like. I don't know. I've just done the job thing, and I've done the job hunt, and I've done a lot of that stuff. And that just being gravy for me, would make pretty much everything else inside of my life like almost imagine if everything that we did inside this business because i was here just worked completely and totally like easy we can get whatever funding we wanted we could get whatever everything that we wanted to do and it's just like i can work on a relationship but there are just so many extracurricular factors inside of a freaking business to the point where it's just like or inside of your... I think we... You view... A, I think the fundamental difference is you view the... The fuck? You view... Um, I don't know why I have an alarm. Wow, that just really threw me off. Oh, you view relationships as more of an unpredictable factor where we view our careers as more of an unpredictable factor. And so we're choosing to solidify the thing that we view is more unstable because what you said is, well, the career, we have plenty of careers. You know how to make a successful career. That's easy. That's basically guaranteed. So for you, it sounds like that's the more like sure path. So why choose a surety when this other thing is like up in the air when for us, it looks like we feel like the career is up in the air and the relationship path is more of a surety. Right. I think that's where like yeah. the, the, the basic of the difference is it's like, we both try to choose like what we think is, the most like unsure path as like the way that we go. Mm. This is just like, you never know. You might get the right person personality wise, but you might not be actually attracted to that person. And it's just like, yeah, well, so that's why. So the most unsure and that could, the relationship could be the most unsure path. So if you choose that, it's like, I'm solidifying that what I view as the most untenable and like the most varied and like 
has like the greatest degree of like randomness because just every person is different and how they like interpret and where they came from is always going to like make a different like amalgam of who they are. I want to narrow that down, remove that variedness from this situation. Boom, my situation is cool. I can work on a career. So I can see it from that perspective as well. Yeah. I wouldn't pick that, but I'm still picking my career because uh, I can just make the other one work. <laughs> but that's how she feels. She feels like I could just make the other one work. So it's like, that's no, there's just, both there's, sides. the thing is, is just like, I don't feel like this. I don't think there's just one person out there for every single person. That's not I don't the, think that's what she's saying. I think that she's well, saying that. What I would say, so it's like the likelihood, but for me, there's only so many perfect opportunities for me in terms of jobs. So if I can guarantee this path, like if I can guarantee design all the video games and shit that I want, that's what I'm going to do. Because I can guarantee that. Sign, seal, delivered. Whereas it's just like. I'm sure. It's like, there's honestly, there's probably. There's probably at least one woman in every single state that I can marry. So there's 52 of them. Whose song is that? Stevie Wonder. All right, yes. cool. Thank you. Because I don't, I don't listen to him, but I know that song. I feel like Stevie Wonder's not blind. We don't got to talk about that. It's just like <laughs> something that I like believe. Oh no, that like, we don't have back, to get it at all. That goes back to the Rolling Stones <laughs> top five hundred thing, and it's just like, how is this not higher than any of this trash? It should be higher, but I also still don't think he's blind. Like both, yeah, both very two that. true statements. He should be like, higher. Look at him out here offering all he these women. Also can see. <laughs> I remember we had that conversation. Yeah, like Ash knows that I think he can see. Like this is not like a new like conspiracy theory for Tony. I just think that's weird to pretend we don't let's not go down why I think he's blind. All right. To that old Kanye. So you want old Kanye? Uh I was just got singing a song. So how do you feel about the Kanye interview since you were the most cantankerous about it? I'm the, well, I am the most contagious about it. I'm mean, he was about to ask, why was I the I, most contagious? Nigga, because me and Ash had no problem with this, and you, uh, I mean, that's the nature. And tried to, like, like you kicked under, me five times. I understand why the interviewers dealt with the interviewee the, the way that they did. That's how they deal with everybody. Because they're trying to bring every single person out of their cell. Like, every single interviewer's job is quintessentially to do. That's how you interview people. You get them out of their cell, and you typically get them to say something that they wouldn't. You try and get them on, like, either A, to be as candid as possible, or B, to get them to say something that they probably wouldn't normally say and then use that to promote yourself. Like, oh, yeah, look at all this shit. Look, look at what Kanye West said. He said, uh, black people eat salt, nothing but salt and vinegar chips. <laughs> Why you use a fake quote? You had all the quotes because, you could from an You know, <laughs> I said something that was unbelievable enough, because, but there might be some random dude who listens to this podcast who'd be like, oh, man, I can't believe Kanye West eats nothing but salt and vinegar chips. So I said something that when it was released, it could not possibly be harmful. Because that's just the type of person that I am. Because I don't like misquoting people. That's so. fair. It, but in any event, it's just like they were just trying to get him to be as candid as possible. And that's fine. Uh, 
one of the interviewers was definitely not comfortable at doing it because he had a fake smile on the entire time. Who? Uh, light skinned dude. The dude who used to run. DJ FM? I think so. He's just quiet like that all the time. Is he? He's yeah. Just, you know, like, huh, he, huh. That's what he does. He is literally... So Nori is the energy and the chaos, and DJ EFN well, comes in very occasionally to add some groundedness to it. Well, no, it looks like the the smile just looked forced to me. Maybe it's not, and it just looked that way. Well, to I me. just was saying for the quietness. I'm not going to speak I'm for it. It's just like it's like this is very is this just like it looked kind of forced? But Noriega looked like he was having a pretty good time, or not? Well, yeah, well, yeah, Noriega. But in any event, uh, I don't know. I don't really feel like there was anything particularly new said there. I was not too much for me that I really want to extrapolate from it. It's just a famous person saying things that that he kind of believes is deep. <laughs> And I don't really extrapolate anything from famous people anymore because I don't really see them as role models or anything of the sort. So what famous people have to say, as long as they're, they can go and do what they want to do. Go. So you think fame discounts them from having valid opinions? No. I just said fame doesn't add any qualifiers to you. You are not qualified to speak on this because you are famous. So they can't have no opinion on it? No, it's not that you can't have an opinion. You just don't want to hear it because they're famous? Your opinion is not any more valid than anyone else's because you are famous. It is just another opinion. So you think people put too much stake on this just because they are famous? Yes. Okay. Mm, I like some things he was talking about. Like, the fact that it took me a while to understand what Virgil Abloh was doing at Louis Vuitton, because I like his men's collection a lot. And if you look at his winter collection for me, he has something called Tourist versus the Purist. And he put this all over the Louis Vuitton bags, and it really looked like the Newport, uh, the Newport, la- the, what's that thing when you type? The font. Oh. <laughs> it looked like the Newport logo font. And I'm like, well, what's the point of you? Because it kind of cheapened on, a sl- on some sly shit, the Louis Vuitton bag. And then he said he built a skate park on this. He made, like, some real cool architecture and then turned it into a skate park. He's like, people think it's going to be so serious, but really it's somewhere you can skate. When Kanye was talking about legalism, <laughs> taking away classes, I'm like, oh, I understand what he's doing over there. I like that idea of kind of removing what makes this high art or what makes this so much luxurious rather than just using it for a different purpose. I like what he was trying to do. Because when he was saying he was having the conversation with the people at Ikea about building things for homeless people and all those conversations that he was having about different ideas, I like that now. Now I understand because for a while I didn't understand why they were doing what they did, but... Now that I can see that they're trying to remove the barrier from getting making this seem like luxury rather than just calling it fashion. Why can't this person have a luxury bag? Why well, think this person had a Louis Vuitton bag? So I can kind of vibe with that aspect of what he was talking about. 
I like that. I like the nomad lifestyle that he was mentioning. That he was so rich, he really didn't have to have a home because he knew so many people that he could just probably crash there. I like that. And then, then not being caught up in, well, you have to have this house, you have to have this car, you have to have this, and you have to have that in this certain way that we set up for you. That freedom that he achieved for himself, even though he's a billionaire, is, I'm not going to say is kind of impressive because he can't really, I mean, he could lose his billions for real. But the fact that he's challenging himself to do so, like walking around with no security, is kind of like, hmm, I can kind of vibe with that. Oh, I mean, he's pretty true. He was pretty transparent about him. Like when he originally made Yeezys, he Mm -hmm. wanted them to be made. He did not want them to be limited print. He wanted them to be unlimited print. He did not want them to be actually an exclusive thing. Yeah, that was not the play. He wanted them to be out there for everybody. He wanted the price point to be like, uh, you're you're, well, you're a shoe person. You know the Stefan Marbury's and shit like that. The Mm -hmm. the shacks and the lower line things. That's what he wanted Yeezys to kind of be. Yeah, his foam runners that just came out is about sixty dollars. That's hella fucking affordable. I was really surprised. That was his goal. So. I mean, I can't say that he is not working inside of the spheres that he wants to be working in. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the only thing I'll have to, I really have to say about the not having any kind of house thing is just like, uh, that's sounds like a kind of a rich person's luxury, honestly. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, oh, oh no. a random homeless, a random me person could never do that. I'm not assuming <laughs> that you're saying that. But the it, fact that he could just, just be like, like, oh, the CEO of Balenciaga. I'm pretty sure the CEO of Balenciaga, if you talk to him, you're like, yeah, you can just stay at one of my apartments. I'm not saying he don't got nowhere to stay, but Whoa, I kind of understand why he's I'm going out. I'm not saying route. that. I'm just saying, like, it requires a certain status in order for you to be homeless, but not really homeless. Homeless. Yeah, no, I definitely. It's not see like he it. out there sleeping on park benches or anything. Yeah, like he's just talking about but getting again, the rich hotel like, thing, and I'm like, well, you got somewhere to stay, but you just choosing this lifestyle. Like you, this is a choice. I mean, this is just like and can still live luxurious in your no madness. So don't get me wrong, I see that other part. Like, it's this like, is what well. I got. It's just like, oh, this is who I got my underwear from. But it's just like, right, the fact that you people just, really don't have that luxury. I don't think it's about being poor in his nomad quest i think it's more about the experience of being able to just get up and move and be transient and experience different things and not be tied down to one specific place i don't think he's trying to live a life that's less than in the terms of oh i won't spend and sleep in the most luxurious place once i get here but i'm gonna pay for a week here i'm a do and see whatever I came to see here, then I'm going to move on to some other place that interests me and I'm going to spend time there and more of nomadic. Cause that's kind of how like, um, what's his name? <sighs> J Electronica did. And he did it very similar. He's married to one of the Rothschilds. Electronica probably could have bought himself out of his own music contract at that point. He, he can. He, it was, but yeah. So he just, That's but he decided money. to live a like a whole nomad lifestyle, yeah. and like just didn't have an address. But like Kanye before doing the nomad lifestyle, 
there was points of time where he just refused to have a phone and like you could only reach him by email. I mean, that's the. I mean, as you said, your genius is kind of the life that you get to live. People put up with a, probably a lot more things and ter- like stuff like that. Like if if he wasn't who he was, like there were there would probably be some people like if it was just what was an example of like a mid level producer. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I can like, answer that producers are only producer. the people that you know. <laughs> I'm not saying like, that. If, if you know a producer, who's a shitty producer? There are different. There are people who produce like a different scale. For real, it's just like there is like the common day people <laughs> that like <laughs> the nuts and bolts, the pe- down on the screws type people, and there is just like the high minded. Uh, even the way you describe this other one sounds so negative. Yeah, I'm no, not answering this. Not question. everybody can get beats from Kanye West, Mad Alchemist. Like they can't. Yeah, but I, what you're saying about so, them is like you said they're not the high minded ones. It's like it, just because they're not like these niggas, I mean, they don't have they can't be high minded. They might just not have like the luxury to be so. The luxury to like afford to like like show it or like I'm not calling them like dime a dozen I'm not saying they're not talented I'm not saying any of that stuff they are just the people who produce the beats for the line share of like the rappers because it's just like there are a lot of rappers out here I don't know I know who to say I know I know what we're gonna go with we're going to go with they're like one republic I would, I mean, based off of that last review that we did, I would say like whoever the producer half of Majid Jordan is, <laughs> but it's just like that was that if that album upset me. You even though you produce for Drake, you're mid tier now. Sit down. That's funny as fuck. I'm still not going to answer. All right, y'all. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, One Republic, yeah, or Imagine Dragons or some shit like that. Because I feel like that, that that's all in the same. You listen to us in the grocery store, rock. Yeah, I like it play on the radio. Yeah. Okay. I'm like you. Maybe, maybe, Never maybe mind. not. But that it's just like music. the bank music. Yeah. You hear that shit all day, don't you? Ain't it fun? I don't know, but I don't know. It's just Kanye West. But it's a well, lot of it's just kind of Kanye West being Kanye West. Well, why? Well, I know that you felt like you were done with Kanye West and you didn't you dislike him. I mean, I'm just not gonna buy in anymore. Cause it's just like, yeah, a lot of the things you're saying is like they can hold some degree of weight in terms of like, well, like black people don't have leaders, but I've anointed me I like God has anointed me to be a leader. And it's just like, no, that's not the way this works. You know how you get to be a leader? You put in the work. And not like the work as an individual to be a producer and make a bunch of money. Now you put in the work inside of the community. And that you're just not annoyed at a leader. It's like shit like that. No, I get that. No, he do a lot of... I looked at his whole little thing because I was looking at his fashion show and I thought it was kind of interesting about when I saw his fashion show when it first came out and then how people was kind of shitting on it. And then now I can look at other different fashion shows and kind of see that influence because... In his first ones, it was like real homey looking, 
kind of ripped up. It didn't look good. Let me just say, like, I don't think personally it looked like the greatest fashion show ever. But now I'm starting to see elements of that now becoming popular with, like, Rick Owens. I think Balmain kind of did these kind of deconstructed looks where I'm just like, damn, Kanye might have a point of his influence. I don't really necessarily agree with everything he has to say. But his influence sometimes is really, you. if you look deep enough, you're like, damn, wasn't he doing this at this point? I'm not saying he was the only one, but I'm saying at least around in that movement, I can kind of pinpoint and kind of see like, I damn. don't pay very much attention to high fashion, so I can't really reflect on that. But it's more so talking about his influence and things and his hand and you can kind like, of I can see, see it like in music. Yeah. No down. doubt about it. Yeah. Huge footprint mm-hmm. affected a lot of people. Help make all of the weird dudes that I'm into. Yeah. I'm going to be a hundred percent honest about that. Like you have probably five of the strongest music warping albums that you've ever heard in your life. Because I think late, late registration, college dropout, graduation, 808's a heartbreak and drive beautiful, dark twisted fantasy helped set the tone of hip hop for a guy pretty much two decades. Mm-hmm. Cause my beautiful, dark twisted fantasy started off, started off like the, like the two 2010s and it was just like we all just we we're all just catching the whiffs of Kanye West farts that's what we're doing yeah that's what all our music is but I've seen a lot of philanthropic work that he did so I don't necessarily think that he's just a famous person saying things I like the ideas that come out of his mouth when they coherent and straightforward I get it. Sometimes it just be run on sentences that come out of Kanye's mouth. But I do really enjoy hearing his ideas and the things that he wants to work on. It's really exciting. I feel like he has a point when he says he's a leader because while you might not agree with all the work that he feels like he's that he's doing, he is doing things. Him and his wife were very instrumental during the Trump era in getting out black people from prison. Oh. He said he had his own school. He talked about, that's, I don't know if it's... That's a fact. I would say not all the black people that got out shouldn't be let out. That's not for you to judge. I that's would, you cashing a, a judgment on people and their crimes. No, 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 no. I would say someone who uses uses children to smuggle drugs should not be let out of jail. That's, again, you. Uh, it is. So putting children in harm's way is okay. I... Don't have a dog in that fight. I don't care. But I don't. He went to. He went to prison. No. No. She. She, she, she went w- to prison. She went to prison for life. I don't think that's the right. That's inhumane. Our president. Our the people who founded this country talked about if you send someone to prison for longer than you think it's five to ten years, you might as well kill them because you're removing them from life. So no, I don't believe that giving someone life is humane. I don't believe that that's rehabilitation. So there's a lot of issues that I have with the prison system. So just keeping people there does nothing really for what is supposed to be outside of getting other corrupt people rich. I'm not saying that we should be getting other corrupt people rich. I'm saying that there are certain people that just letting black, letting every single black person out who, even though they actually hurt our given community, is not necessarily a good thing. Like, you are losing little black kids to go to smuggle drugs for you. No. Unacceptable at any point. I'm not saying that it's acceptable. I What I said is what they did is use their influence and power to get 
black bodies out of the industrial complex system. However, you want to compartmentalize that and point out individual cases and say, well, I don't agree with this one. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what he did as a leader for black people because you said he's not doing the work. He is also one of the only people to go and say, hey, this man, George Bush, he don't care about us. None of our other celebrities or political leaders are like, yeah, this man doesn't. No one is going to give it to us candidly. You may have issues with him wearing the red hat. I don't care. I don't. Honestly, I have discounted that all. I that don't think wasn't it's about- particularly <clears throat> about that. And I've pretty much come to accept that. That was more so. About I think he was trying to kick that- people inside of the pants to a certain degree because it's just like, all right, because it's. Like, he was very candid on very much of his music because, like, I'm going to fuck with him, but me fucking with him is just like, oh, why are you fucking with him? Because it's just like, ultimately, none of these, it's like, you didn't listen to me when I said it over here. I think that's work. I think that's him doing the work in his way. He doesn't value the way that it's traditionally been done. So him as a leader is doing it the way that he thinks it should be done. I can't be mad because he says, hey, I'm a leader and I'm going to lead in this direction. This is how I'm going to execute my plan. I can't be like, say, nah, you got to lead in the way that these people led. I mean, I'm not going to say you have to lead the way that these people led, but you got to actually get people to follow. I mean, his influence has people following. <clears throat> uh, I mean, that will lead me to ask certain questions. It's just like, all right, well, I, he owned so many acres of, acres of land. Did did other African-American people start buying that land? And let, like, start buying the concurrent acres to that land? So that means you can actually, black people can own a larger swath of land? Um, There's a couple of other celebrities that have actually bought large swaths of land. I don't know if they bought it in the same concurrent areas, but I think that, the inspiration was to do it in where they're at and to build out from there. It's like, but like in those situations, instead of buying acres and acres of land where no one is, we could buy the acres and acres of land where we live that's already cheap. Well, he wants to build a orphanage for children. He So there's things, he wants to develop a city. So that's why he bought undeveloped land it's because he wants to develop a city that gives him the control and allows him to institute like certain services like the reason he wants the orphanage was talked about i don't know if they got into it in the first uh hour and a half is because 50 percent of uh we'll talk to the system all black deaths um a year are from abortion and he's not saying that he wants. The metric wanted. doesn't make sense. Hmm? The metric doesn't make sense. How? Well, I mean, I guess it can hold up. Because not even. Because proportionally, like the proportion of abortions for black people compared to white people, I think there's something like 80, like 75, 25. So, I mean, you oh, you can't do it that way. You can't compare it to them and then be like, well, how old is that? 25? Yeah, that's more so me re- rethinking the logic. He's saying that 20, 
50 percent of our overall deaths now we do get abortions at a significantly lower rate but like so both his overall point true. was saying that if he would like to stop them so the reason he built the orphanage is so that or he's working to build the orphanage so that you don't have to choose a plan B or an abortion because that's population control. He talked about plan B being instituted by a woman who worked um, hand in hand with the KKK as a way to institute population control. He talks about the fact that inside of white neighborhoods, you have a lot of fertility clinics and things like that to promote families and growth. But inside of predominantly um, neighborhoods of color, you have Planned Parenthoods and abortion clinics and things like that. Just the mindset and what they put in and it's like a perspective. He's like, so I don't want to tell women that they have to have kids, but I want to give you a, pl- a plan A. If you don't have the resource, now you can take them to Kanye's orphanage and have, send your child here. I mean, in Nazi, we just don't. Like, I do know people who have gotten abortions, but then later to have had kids. So it's just like, Maybe, maybe not, but a lot of the women that a lot of the women then I guess I would say girls, they were young, so they just didn't want to carry a child to term. But I don't know if that's necessarily true for every that's probably not true. Young at what child. age? Like high school. Oh no, I know grown women like twenties, like I have been an active like party to let's say three yeah for myself and someone else in like adulthood and then I've dealt with women that actively probably had three of them yeah I never I don't know too many people who have gotten uh, after once you get across that like of like that event horizon of 18 like, I know a lot of girls who have dropped out of college to go have kids. I'm, I just know a lot of people who have stopped their lives. But that could just be because the circles that I were, it was in were affluent enough to the point where their parents could actually just have them stop going to school, help them take care of the child, have them finish out college, and then keep it pushing. That's not necessarily true for a lot of situations. A lot of women just have to, you got to keep working and you can't prob- you can't really afford not to work. It's not something, it's not a tenable situation. So it's just like, and the thing about that is that's like in those situations, the orphanage really isn't going to help all that much because even if you give your child over, you still got to recover from childbirth because that's a wild and dramatic experience. So it's just like there are, I don't know, maybe his goal is to save black life, not to make pregnancy easier. Well, so I mean, it, his goal is helping what it's supposed to do. I'm you having a baby and then giving it to me instead of aborting it means that I've saved more black lives. So I understand that. Well, you said it wasn't doing what it was. I never said it wasn't doing what it's supposed to be doing. I just said there's other situations where this is not going to necessarily lead to the situation. This isn't always going to lead to the situation that he wants it to have. It will probably lead to uh, more people being saved, but it's just like having a functional system that allows these people to be have the time to be able to recuperate and th- carry the children a term and then thus creating more black lives and then 
being able to give them over to the orphanage. But like the the steps up to that point do matter. Like they have to be able to carry the ter- baby to term to begin with, because if they can't afford to carry the baby to term, then it doesn't really matter. I think that his thought process is if you couldn't afford, it's for more of the, the people who choose to have abortion. Well, why does one typically choose to have an abortion? Because they don't want to have a kid. The woman that I said had multiple abortions, she was deciding that I don't want to have a kid right now. It wasn't she couldn't afford to. She didn't want to have a kid right now. That's not what she wanted to do. She was doing different things and didn't want to have a kid. So she, At that point, I don't think they're probably going to have a kid regardless of what you do inside that situation. No, she wants to have a kid and plans to, but, but didn't then. Yeah, so it's just like inside of that situation, I don't think there is a circumstance that would allow that person, or that will cause that person to want to carry that child to term. Where a lot of the situation, a lot of the abortions that I know of, that these people just can't afford to have the kid to begin with, because that cost. I don't know any woman that I've dealt with or spoken to that, like, their consideration was, I can't afford to have the... I mean, that's the primary attraction for a lot of women that I know of is just like for a lot of people who start families. They can't afford to. Hmm. Maybe that's the primary consideration when you come from a household that's like well-adjusted. And that's the people that you deal with. Possibly. Because I was like, that has never been the conversation of, oh, how financially are we going to like make this like work that was never the thing because uh, you see people who live in the hood that live paycheck to paycheck have kids all the time and then figure it out so i've never really like seen that as like the archetype for like the conversation of oh i i can't afford this right now every uh maybe i'm a weirdo that is completely and totally like and my situation is a complete total aberration and I'm not dealing with the people who, but I, I've worked around people who have just like, yeah, I have three, like I'm related to someone who has that many kids. They got like eight, like eight and they can't afford to have them. And then that becomes a, but they did not, they never wanted to have an abortion. So it's just like, and they never, they don't want to get their tubes tied. They but they could have given a Kanye. No, they just kept all the kids in. Like, but I mean, if there was a situation like that where they could have opted out to give the kids to Kanye, I don't think they would have. See, that's the funny thing. Even they still have all the kids, and I don't think they would have given them up anyway. Like, that's the thing. It's like the the types of people that I'm seeing is just like the person that I see that that is the unique vein that they sit in. It's just like I would have this child, but I don't want to take care of it. Like, I think those are more so the rarities like I a lot but maybe that's just me it's like a lot of times it's a money thing or I don't want to have this kid thing and I feel like both of those people typically just wouldn't but I feel like Ash probably knows more women than we do so like what do you think about this Ash I already said before we don't want to keep having abortions, so we should give women another opportunity to not just throw kill your baby. You don't want to have a baby is the 
end result of you getting an abortion, no matter if it's financial or you just don't want to put up with that. But I do agree if we keep talking about Black Lives Matter, why are we the ones killing the babies off before they even have a chance to come to full term and be born? That don't make sense to me. So the Black Lives Matter movement is trash just because of that reason. You don't take care of your own and then you wonder why you're still having a hard time. Black Lives Matter is only conducive to those people that that run that campaign when it's when it's more um beneficial to them, when it's more beneficial to yell in some white guy's face and tell them how much they should care about you. But really at the end of the day, it's a lot of problems that we face in here. And I get it. It's really hard to face that decision on if you want to take care of a child or not. But there's no other option. Why don't we have that community built within ourselves to say, well, you don't have to do that. If black lives really matter, then maybe there's another alternative for you killing your baby. So I agree with what he's the concept of what he's doing. I don't know if that'll flesh out in reality, because like I said, that's a great idea. But like Charles was trying to point out, I don't know how that will work in reality. I don't know. But I do agree with the idea of giving women another third option. If you say Black Lives Matter, we'll then prove it. I mean, he can't make them take it, but at least he can provide the opportunity. Exactly. Is I would, j- I mean, if I were to actually critique the process, I would say there would need to be a more holistic approach to it. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. You're saying like being pregnant is not easy. So then you would have to like solve that issue of being pregnant. Yeah, like the checkups cost the just having a companion there while you're going through. Well. I mean, I guess if we want to talk about Kanye's ideal, he wants to create a universal wealth where you make $100,000 a year. He said, I know that not everybody's going to use it in the most correct way, Mm -hmm. but it allows you to think about things differently. I think that's the first step. It's, It's him recognizing that us being in a financial situation muddies the waters when it comes to clarity and thought like if everybody's making a hundred K your entire situation inside of this is completely and totally different. If universal income is a hundred thousand dollars and that doesn't cause the dollar to appreciate inside of any kind of significant way, because you're only using dollars that exist already, then it's just like at that point, yeah, you could probably carry the kid to term. You got a hundred K regard coming to you regardless. And you're probably just doing whatever job that makes you really happy. Like, yeah, but but that's what I guess that's what his point is. Like, I want to get to these points where you are able to have the freedom of thought to be like, finances are my only concern, so I can think about what is like a more nuanced approach to life and like happiness. But I also think that he recognizes that hey, I can't necessarily give y'all a hundred thousand dollars immediately right now. But what I can do is build an orphanage and say. If you want to, you can, and I'm going to work on the rest of this and let y'all know. These are the ideas that I have, and hopefully we could keep saying we, us, as a group, collectively speaking like, hey, y'all niggas hear me with the ideas. If we join together, we can push this forward. But most niggas are going to be like, well, you're not the leader, like how Lauren was. You're not the leader, Kanye. All right, well, we can keep debating on who the leader is or just pick one, go that route, and see how far it takes us. Right, and that'd be my whole argument against why I don't believe a leader is 
the number one solution because people got their own self-interest that they put above a collective, whether they want to admit it or not. They think they have the right way. They think vanilla is the flavor. They think butter pecan is the flavor. They think mint chocolate chip is the flavor. Okay, you have that. But I don't have time for you believing that this way is the way and this way is the way. And all. Nah, <laughs> we can. I could just build whatever I want to build over here. I'll build with people that I can trust and that want to build with me. But as long as this collective thing is, now you niggas still stuck on which creamer should we put in the coffee? Nigga, if you don't get your ass up, Starbucks is being built. We don't have time for this. Like, I'm 100% of, I'm 100% for voting in a unit. Like, that's how pretty much every other race operates at nauseum. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have, like, Who's we are, the leader of the Jewish people? I don't, we don't know. Because, but exactly, because there ain't one. <laughs> well, it's pretty, because the Jewish people work, well, for the most part, is the rabbis. They, yeah, but who is it? They're more the I would say nice. Not knowing and not being one are probably different. I feel like we don't know because we're not supposed to. I think that's probably one of our other biggest issues. Mm -hmm. We keep trying to have this conversation that should be had behind doors. Ain't no leader of Chinese people. I don't hear him talking about that. Latino, whoever. I've never heard that shit. I don't think you... I would say the closest... I feel like there's probably a leader, but you don't need to speak about that once you have everything set up. Why are we talking Mm -hmm. about this? Right. What's the? Why are we talking about a leader when we have that? We all of our shit is organized, so we gonna keep talking about the nigga that organized it. That don't make no sense. Not we got it. the plan. We get to live life. But it's Where like us. We like. Oh well, we ain't. We, what we doing? We hey, have this very we very warped. You don't pers- know what we doing? What we doing? As a group of people, and as who a, got the answer to what we doing? As a race, we have this very warped perspective that we serve the leader when the leader serves us, and that's the entire purpose of the leader. The, the purpose of the leader is to look out for our best interest, but we've only had leaders that have looked out for their own best interest. They prop themselves up off the backs of everyone else. And they will, when it's time for them to like, and the people that we vaunt, like, let's say Colin Powell died recently, the, a, lot of black, a lot of black Republicans hold him up like, this is the person that we should be. Or like uh, Barack Obama, we hold him, the Democrats hold him up, this is the person that we should be. And it's just like, and we're the only people, and we're also the only race of people who has people really playing both sides like that. If you notice, mm-hmm. it's like we got white people on both sides, but in nauseum, it's like we're the only people who are necessarily split like that. Yeah, no, I don't like I don't Latinos. Kind of are, and Latinos are probably the closest group to us in terms of demographic and how divided they actually are. Asian Jewish people, uh. Even the various communities that immigrate from other European communities, if like they don't like Italians are re- relatively together, they have their own neighborhood, and like even the subdivisions of Black people, the Haitians, the Caribbeans, the Trinidadians, all of these people who come from different places, they have their neighborhoods and they live within them, and they have that insular like unit type thing. And when they they come out in force, they come out in force. So it's just like, to a certain degree, but we're split because we have people at the top who are already wealthy, who don't want to be, who don't want to sacrifice from their like funds because it's just like, oh, bro, we rich, we made it. We, our job is not to lift the other black people up. And then we have the people at the bottom who are like grabbed in the bucket and are willing to pull each other down. So like until we solve that situation amongst ourselves, we're not 
we're not ever going to really be able to trust the leader because we're always terrified. That it was just like, we lifted this person up and we lifted him up off the, over the fence and they're like, ha ha motherfucker jumped over the fence. Bye. Right. And for me, it's just not trying to remedy the human condition. I think, um, David R. Hawkins said humans been at war 97% of the time that we've been here. So who am I to think that that's something that's reconcilable, whether you, whatever race you identify with, I'm not interested in trying to solve those problems. We can have many highs and great, great philanthropic moments that helped a lot of people. And we have really shitty lows where we just ain't proud to be human. And I don't have no interest in trying to solve the good or bad in that. It's just not my place. I I don't, I'm not going to, for me, it's not worth a worthwhile investment or a worthwhile endeavor to try to solve. It just, it is what it is. And it don't matter which race it is on either one side. I just don't have no interest in trying to debate about what humans need to do. I know what I need to do as a person. And, and I'm not saying it don't factor in and into my life. Of course, I have to deal with some of those ramifications and I'll deal with that. But unless like, unless there's some people around me that I can at least trust for the most part and then I can believe in, then I'll build with those people. But other than that, I have no interest in trying to solve those problems. I won't say that. It, uh, there's some things I disagree in that. I won't mm-hmm. say that a the entire world has been at war this entire time. It's just the world that they knew was at war for a good portion of the time. Like for a lot of people in a lot of places, they didn't lift up warriors to the degree that everyone else did. Like, do you realize in Japan that actually, even though people treat samurai like they're this vaunted special thing, do you realize that samurai were, are actually the bottom of the caste? Even then, you still had to defend something. So, I mean, there are people who defend things. Yeah. But, but like, the entire purpose of a samurai was to defend, defend the artisans and make sure that everyone else was allowed to, like, live out their lives. Mm-hmm. That means them where there has to be a fight and there has to be a struggle for power, which the human will always do. No matter if it's a personal thing, I struggle with personal power or if it's a collective thing globally. It's just something that you're just always going to have to deal with. But I cannot focus on trying to solve the external problem of trying to struggle for power. The only struggle for power that I know I have absolute control of is the one that's inside of me. And that's it. See? Look at this turning into a good Kanye conversation. No, this isn't about Kanye. As of this point. We're talking about <laughs> David R. Hawkins. I like this nigga. <laughs> it's like... No, he, she just mentioned him at the very tail end. This was all Kanye-inspired. Look at that. He ain't want to watch the little interview, man. I, I didn't need to watch yeah, the interview in order to have this conversation. Yeah, he did. No, I didn't. He did. That was an hour and a half of my life. That you was going to spend here anyway? Well, not necessarily. I could have... Been to doing stuff and things. Reading. That's like that old lady that was like, oh, y'all should have told me before y'all came. I would have put away some of all my things. You would have put away some of all your things. What are you talking about, man? No, literally. Old lady, her grandson came over. She said, oh, y'all should have told me before you came over and I would have put away some of all my things. <laughs> I don't know who the hell y'all talking about. Exactly. What do you mean, ma'am? Some of all your things. I just what are all of the things? Like, you know, I didn't watch that. We could have watched. We could have started this a bit earlier. Now we got to talk about uh, 
niggas quitting. Huh? I mean, we can take, we can stop and do it tomorrow. Yeah. Not tomorrow, next episode. Yeah. 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 All right. This for like the longest day Later. in history. We out. Like. <laughs>